I'm Jasmine Smothers. I'm the lead pastor. It is my joy and privilege to worship with you today as we continue in this Ash Wednesday worship service. You will find the scripture lesson in your bulletin. And for those of you who are worshiping online, you'll find it on the screen. I'm reading from a new translation of the Bible. It just came out in December. uh, And it is the updated version of the new revised standard version. So if you are reading in your own Bible, it might be a little bit different from the New Revised Standard Version that you are reading in today. Hear now these words from the prophet, the prophet Joel. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, it is near. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. Now in verse 12. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts, not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from punishment. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him? A grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the congregation. Assemble the aged. Gather the children, even infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, let them weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. For why should it be said among the peoples, where is their God? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, here we are again. And it's been a while since we've been in this place together for Ash Wednesday, and I have to tell you that it's so good to see you. (laughs) Ash Wednesday 
is the day that we come together to remember that we are human. And Mr. Bill, sometimes that's really hard for us. We talked on Sunday about being superheroes. You saw my Wonder Woman cape, and you know that I tend to like to have superhero tendencies. But today we're reminded that from dust we came, and to dust we shall return. And that everything in between is a gift from God. We gather today to remember that no day is promised. To remember that if the Lord does not blow the breath of life into us, then there will be no breath or life in these human shells. And that if we don't remember our mortality, if we don't pause to remember that we are human, then things often run amok. You know, Wayne, every now and then I hear from my father, I hear in his voice that he thinks I'm doing too much. <laughs> and Sunday was one of those days. <laughs> and Sunday afternoon, he said to me, he said, you realize that you are not God, right? <laughs> and every time he says it, it gets under my skin. It drives me insane. Of course I know that I'm not God because if I was God, then the world would be a lot different. So thanks be to God that Jasmine is not God. <laughs> but it also gets under my skin because it reminds me of how human I am. It reminds me that I have boundaries and limits that this body was not made to run 24-7. That this world was not made to run 24-7. That we are indeed to switch the lights off every now and then. And that if we'll turn off and shut down, then when we restart, we're in a better place and we run more smoothly. So many of us have gotten to the place in life where we run so much and so hard, our expectations are otherworldly, and we've created expectations of us for other people that are otherworldly as well. During this pandemic, we figured out how to be in three or four or five places at one time. It just, it just depends on how many screens you can get on your desk. We've stopped even allowing space to eat, <laughs> to drink, to take a breath. 
How fast can you click from Zoom to Teams to Rooms or whatever else you want to use? And some of us have been left screaming, enough already! (laughs) I've had enough. And maybe it's not the time of it all. Maybe you're not exhausted. Maybe you're not overwhelmed. But maybe it's some situation in your life or some situation in your family or some health situation that has made you say, enough, I can't take any more. I've had enough. One more thing. And that will be the thing that broke the camel's back. That will be the thing that opened the floodgates. Maybe even that will be the thing that makes me wonder if I'm supposed to be on this earth or not. And that's where we encountered the Israelites in Joel. They've had enough. They've been through famine and disease. It's severely hot. There's been drought. There's no water. They've been beat up and beat down. And they're screaming, enough already. I cannot take anything more. I've had enough. And just when the people have had enough, Joel stops. And he stops talking to the people. And he starts talking to the priest. Did you know today that you were overhearing a conversation of pastors in Joel? Joel, the prophet, is saying on behalf of God to the priest, he's saying, blow the trumpet. Why does that matter? Well, if you know your biblical history or if you turn back to the beginning of your Bible to Numbers, you will learn that the trumpets were fashioned for the single purpose of calling the people to a solemn assembly. The trumpets were sounded from the temple or from the priest. The trumpets were sounded when someone died or when something bad happened or when something overwhelming happened. It was a signal of all the people to come from wherever they are with their black on, rending their, tearing their garments in grief. It was a symbol to weep and to mourn. It was a symbol to gather together to support each other in overwhelming grief. We like to grieve by ourselves. We like to grieve in secret. 
Have you been to a funeral where you watch the loved ones just try to hold it in and hold on? Blowing the trumpet would have been sort of like taps for us. And Joel is saying, enough already. It's time to gather the community because we cannot do this by ourselves. He says, blow the trumpet, sound the alarm, let the land tremble because it's about to get worse. Gosh, come on, Joel. <laughs> Don't you think we've had enough already? I mean, we've had pandemic and other diseases. We, we got a race pandemic. We got a cancer pandemic. We got a COVID pandemic. We got a hatred pandemic. We got a violence pandemic. People can't eat. They can't afford rent. There's a scarcity of groceries on the shelves. Gas is going up because somebody decided he wanted somebody else's stuff. Don't you think we've had enough already? But a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like has never been seen before and will never be seen again. It's coming. Now, it's important that this is an insider conversation because I'm not real sure the people would have gathered if they knew what they were gathering for. Just like I, I think those of you who are gathered in this sanctuary and who are gathered online today and in the days ahead are brave people. Who wants to come to a worship service where the preacher tells you, you are going to die? You came from dirt, you're going to return to dirt, and there's going to come a day where the preacher takes dirt from the ground and over your casket or over your ashes says ash to ash, dust to dust, return from whence you came. No, everybody likes to come to Easter worship. You know, Easter worship is when we jump up and down and we shout hallelujah. And during the Lenten season, we don't say hallelujahs at all. There's historically no pomp and circumstance. It's all about 
doom and gloom. It's all about taking inventory of the worst of you and working really hard to turn it in to the best of you. So if we continue in Joel and we jump down to the 12th verse, we learn that this conversation continues, that Joel keeps talking to the priest and he says, tell them, he says that the Lord says, tell them, return to me. Tell them, come home. Tell them, don't be afraid of the dirt. Tell them, don't be afraid of death. Tell them, don't be afraid of darkness. Tell them, don't be afraid that the worst is yet to come. Tell them, do not be afraid because even in the midst of darkness, even in the midst of death, even in the midst of disease, even in the worst of it all, that God is with us. And then he says, this is how you return to me. Be done. I've come today to give you permission to be done. (laughs) To be over it. (laughs) To scream enough already. To fall out in the middle of the floor like a toddler to scream and cry. I've come today to tell you that it is too much. It it, it is overwhelming. It is hard. And it is okay. You have permission to fall over the altar, to fall in the aisles, to cry, to weep, to mourn, to tear up stuff, but not other people's stuff. (laughs) To allow your hearts to fall apart. So that during the Lenten season, God can put it all back together again. God puts it together again with our help. See, this is an if thing. This is a conditional thing. God is with us no matter what, period, full stop. God is with us. And... We can turn this thing around if we will draw near to God. With fasting and weeping, with mourning, allowing our hearts to fall apart, and with remembering who God is.
Permission to be done. Permission granted. Fall apart. Cry out. Weep. Mourn. Remember. And return. Remember who God is. Gracious and merciful. Slow to anger. Abounding in steadfast love. Relenting from punishment. And full of surprises. And remember that God's nature never changes. That since the beginning of time, God has been God. And God's nature and behavior have been exactly the same. And there is no need to think that God will change now. If God has been with you this far, God will continue to be with you the rest of the way. And here's the spoiler alert. God has always been with you. I want to invite you this Lenten season to take on something. I want to invite you to take on something that makes you more like God. You have heard me talk about that I try to take on a fruit of the Spirit during the Lenten season. And this year, Wayne, you're going to love it. It's peace. The peace that passes all understanding. The peace that lives and abides within us all. And I have to do my part. I have to work for that peace. I have to seek peace and pursue it. Which means I have to step away from chaos and do things that foster peace. I also want to invite you to put something down. To give it up. You know, lots of people talk about giving up chocolate and Cokes and things like that. But that's not really what Lent is about. It's about giving up practices, giving up habits, giving up behaviors that separate us from God. And not returning to them. So what you give up for Lent, you are not to return to. The first time I realized this, I think I was about eight or nine years old, and my mom was preaching Ash Wednesday service, and my brother set the church on fire, by the way. Um, <laughs> that happened, y'all. It was a miracle because the fire department was right next door. <laughs> But she was preaching that we were not to return to something that we give up for Lent. We're to return to God, not to our bad habits. 
And so that year I gave up sucking my thumb. And my mom literally laughed out loud in my face in front of the entire church. (laughs) If you've met her, you know that that happened. (laughs) You're going to give up sucking your thumb and not come back to it for Lent? (laughs) Well, guess what? I did it. Since that Ash Wednesday, I have never sucked my thumb ever again. And I bet you can do it too. (laughs) You do your part. And God will do God's. You do your part. And I will do my part. Joel says that the priest, the pastor, is to blow the trumpet, to call you together, to consecrate a fast, to consecrate this giving up and taking on, to consecrate you, the gathered congregation, to assemble every single age group, To set free those who are off doing other things. And between the vestibule that's out there and the altar rail that's right here, I, I'm to weep on your behalf. So if you see me crying in the aisles during the Lenten season or in the pews, just know I'm begging God on your behalf so that we never have to say, where is our God? Permission. Be done. Steal away to Jesus and return to Easter afresh and anew. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.